Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I should say a bonus episode this week. Yeah. This was so good, we decided to record twice this week. Yeah, we had to get this in. Um, but before we get to this week's guest, an incredible topic, thank you so much to Bruce and HypeBot.com and Bands in Town for continuing to share and support the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. And, of course, to our sponsors, Bandzoogle.com, built by musicians for musicians. Bandzoogle is the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to build a beautiful website and EPK for your music. Bandzoogle powers the websites for tens of thousands of musicians around the world, from weekend warriors to Grammy winners. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in. Hosting and domain, custom domain name, dozens of fully customizable design templates, tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools, social media integrations, and of course, incredible live tech support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. So we put together a great little offer for all of our listeners and viewers out there. Head over to bandzoogle.com, try it for free for 30 days and use the promo code when you check out the promo code all one word music biz weekly and you will save 15 percent off the first year of any subscription and of course discmakers.com we know it's a digital world but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musician digital royalty payments can be so small that selling products like cd vinyl t-shirts Online and at gigs has become an important income generator. For every CD you sell, you might need roughly 3,000 streams, and they better not be botted streams, to make the same amount of money. And that's a lot of streams. Our yep. friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. So here's a cool offer for you. Head over to discmakers.com. Place an order for 100 or more CDs. Check out with the code FREEBIZ, all one word, FREEBIZ, and you will save up to $150 in shipping costs. So, bots this week. Yeah, this is such a great conversation. You and I have been talking about this for so long, but we've never really seen anybody step out and write about it. And finally, somebody did. Uh, Maddie Elise, who is, uh, she runs a company called Shark Attack. And she wrote this piece with uh, Dustin Boyer uh, called How to Tell If Your Account Has Been Botted. And she stresses why you should stop paying for playlisting. And it's timely, it's important. And I'm so glad we could do this bonus episode so people could dig in a little deeper. Yep. Some great information, some real actionable steps you can take here. Let it roll. Build a stunning band website in minutes with Bandzoogle. Go to Bandzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Today we have Maddie Elise. Uh, she runs a company called Shark Attack, and she uh, recently wrote a piece with Dustin Boyer, and the title grabbed me right away. It says, Spotify, how to tell if your account has been botted, a guide to tell if you've fallen victim to botting, and why you should stop, in all caps, stop paying for playlisting. And I was just 
I, I read this article and, and I immediately had to uh, reach out to, to Maddie um, because this really hit home for me. It's something that you and I, Mike, talk about week in and week out. And somebody's follow, finally, uh, you know, had the nerve to actually to, write to, this to, to really say what we want to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maddie, welcome to the show. It's so great to see you. Thanks for taking the time out of your, your busy day. Um, I, I want to dig into this, but so, so people kind of get a sense. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, your background and a little bit about Shark Attack. Okay. Um, well, first off, thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm super excited to be here. I listened to your guys' uh, podcast last week and I got so excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so shark, my background is I'm actually a singer-songwriter um, and I got really screwed over. Uh, quite a few times and I just kind of got sick of it and so I started thinking of ways that I could help my friends help my other independent musicians that were really talented and that just never got a voice um, so I started working uh, in sync a lot and started working in marketing a lot and I noticed that all these artists started having crazy streams i'm like wait a second this doesn't make sense <laughs> look at all your fans also like look at all where your streams are coming this doesn't make sense like how do you have a million streams and then i shazam you and you have no shazams um so that's kind of what kind of started getting me obsessed with this and then i started reaching out and connecting with people like dustin um and he like basically explained to me what was going on and so then you do more research and you can just deep dive so deep into this and how crazy it is um i remember after writing the article i sent it to another friend of mine philip bailey um yeah. and his response was oh you're gonna piss a lot of people off and i thought to myself <laughs> really i'm gonna piss Good. people off why <laughs> why am i gonna piss people off yeah. like this is just knowledge that's already out there but it's not in one place Right. Um, and you did piss some people off. Oh, yeah. I pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's kind of how the article came to be. Uh, it's, it's funny. I think right now I'm at 11 cease and desist letters. Uh, wow. But you didn't call anybody out by name I that I saw. I didn't. I didn't call anyone out, but, which is what's so funny about it. It's these people realizing that their hands are caught. But, the, the, you know... I've been working on this stuff for probably two years now. It's so clear. It's, it, it, you know, uh, I sent you uh, an artist that hit me yes. up right after the article. And I was sat, I sat there for like three hours looking at her numbers, being like, what is going on here? And then, you know, I came to the conclusion that I came, but it's like, they're getting smarter, you know? And that's this yeah. whole process. And what I think irritates me the most is if you look at the very back end, like the distribution end, uh, one of the telltale signs is the freemium accounts. You know, why don't we have access to that? Why are these artists seeing those things? Why aren't we educating not just artists, but managers, labels, executives about this stuff? Why, why hasn't this happened yet? Yeah, you, and know, you see it. It's rampant. You know, I just, somebody sent me an, an artist this morning and we look at the data as we do. Um, I don't have Spotify for artists, Apple Music for artists on this particular artist yet, but just jumping and looking on chart metric to just kind of see what some of the trends were. And one of the first things I noticed was it's like nothing, nothing, nothing. And then for a week, <laughs> a but it's like a thousand and twelve a day exactly, you know, for I think and, it was and, for and, five and, then, days. And, and then like the next day it goes straight back to That's zero right. i mean yeah. 
you know, it, it, what, what you're, what you wrote about is new in the playlisting Spotify world, but the whole concept has been around for a long time, whether it was doing this exact same thing for YouTube views, SoundCloud plays, Twitter followers, Facebook likes, every, this is the exact same problem that's been going on for years and years and years now. And, you know, yeah, Jay and I have, have always called it out. It's like, you know, the industry, the people like us, we may not have access to your actual back end, but there is definitely a lot of triggers and signs that we can look at to question the legitimacy of your numbers. And, and the sad fact is, to this day still, artists want to find that magic bullet. And I, I don't fault them for wanting a, 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 a quick success. I mean, everybody wants to get successful as quick as possible, but there is no magic bullet because if there was, every single artist on this planet would have legitimately millions and millions of streams and be making legitimately millions of dollars doing it. If it was that easy. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because your article breaks up these indicators, and I, I'd love to hear you talk about those, Maddie. But before we do, let's talk about the, the Facebook algorithm, because we don't know exactly what they use, but we certainly do know that before music comes out, you know more about your music than anyone does. But once it comes out, now the DSPs know more about it than you do. They yes. know who's liking it, skipping it, how much they're listening to it, where they're at, what device. They know all. They even know who the early adopters are. They 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 know everything. So we don't really know what's in the algorithm, but we we've got a pretty good sense of some things um, that drive that algorithm. Can you speak to that a little bit? What you yeah, found? of course. So basically it's a combination of saves, people that share it, people that follow the artist, people that search the artist. And then it's, I, I, it's, you've got like about three weeks in the first three weeks. If you see the song take off, it's about, I, I hate giving numbers, but I'll, I'll say a couple. Um, it's about 10,000 streams that I look for especially for newer artists to see if that algorithm hits. Now that doesn't mean that it's not going to hit if uh, you don't hit those things, but when you do hit those things, we tend to see it more. Um, like you said, we don't actually know what it is, but these are kind of the numbers that we see. Uh, saves to shares to people looking at it. And we can't even tell if someone looks up your song, we can't see that metric. You know, it's a closed system. They only give us so much. But what we can see is the streams, how many times it got added to a playlist, and how many uh, saves it got, and how many streams it got. Yeah. So we look at a combination of that. And then in theory, if it kind of meets all those points, it will hit the algorithm. But the beautiful thing about hitting the algorithm is you actually, I call it spillage. You actually see actual organic growth. And that's what's so beautiful about it. So it annoys me when people are like, who would you hire for playlisting? No one. Oh, I hear that Absolutely. all the time. 
why would I hire anyone for playlisting? You're just throwing away your money and you're going to end up on these botted playlists. Because See, that's why you're pissing people off, Maddie. <laughs> because <laughs> there's a lot of people out there taking money. And, and Michael and I laugh about this all the time because we get these emails. Hey, for a million plays, pay me this much money, you know, or for each thousand plays, pay, you know, pay me this kind of money. And yeah, sometimes you can get those those actual numbers, but they can cause some harm, can't they? Yes, they can. They can cause a lot of harm. I had a client uh, that I still work with that I love uh, reach out to me after his first release. He had about 100,000 fake streams. It took us four months and $40,000 to fix that. And not every artist has that kind of money to throw at this. Well, Matt, Matty, let, let, me, let me ask you, um, you know, I sort of look at it this way. There's good playlisting and there's bad playlisting. Yes. Just like there's good radio promotion and there's bad radio promotion. Because, uh, you know, trying to put an analogy together here that some musicians may understand, you know, Spotify playlisting is the new radio playlist. You, you know, decades ago, that's all you cared about was getting added, a legitimate ad to a radio playlist. Now, obviously, we know through history, radio went through the whole payola, the payola scandal where people were getting basically fake plays and it didn't work, it became illegal. Um, is there legitimate playlisting efforts out there where people are like, yeah, you know what? We're not going to promise you any streams because we can't. But what we do have are some relationships that we've personally built up with playlist owners that we, we think that, 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 that we could pitch you to because you would be a good fit for their playlist. Being no different than a radio promoter going, I know the, the radio stations in your genre. I will reach out to the music director. I will pitch it. I will push for an ad. But we can't guarantee you an ad. We can't guarantee you spins. At the end of the day, they have to like the music and they have to promote it on their end. So is, is there a legitimate playlisting versus what we're talking about where we get these emails where people are like, yeah, just give me 50 bucks and I'll give you 5,000 streams tomorrow. I mean, to me, that's the red flag. The red flag is I will guarantee you something. You know, the red flag, absolutely. That's a dead giveaway, but I've dealt with people and that will be like for $20,000, we'll get you a hundred thousand streams. I've also dealt with people that'll say, Hey, for $600, I'll get you a hundred thousand dollars streams or a hundred thousand streams. It, is there good playlisters out there? I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are legit playlisters out there. Have I met any of them? No. I've never come across anyone that would, I would consider a legit playlister. Um, and when you say playlister, you mean like a playlist pitching person? Yeah, like a playlist pitching yeah. person. Um, now that said, like I have my network of people that uh, I pitch to. Uh, Dustin has his network of people that he pitches to. I'm sure there are good people out there. Yeah. I just don't think I'd take the risk. Well, that, 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 is the, that is the big thing is you have to actually do a lot of homework. Whether, yeah. Whoever you're, you think you might want to hire, you can't just take the word on their website that they're legitimate and that there's no bots. You have to ask questions. You have to scrutinize their data. You have to scrutinize their reports. 
And, and, and again, I come back to if anybody says they will get you X amount of streams, it's not legitimate. Nobody can legitimately promise you anything. Airplay, playlist streams, reviews in magazines, nothing like that can ever be guaranteed. You're buying the, basically what you're doing is you're renting the connection somebody has and hoping that they can at least get your music to somebody. But Absolutely. the problem in the playlisting world is I think those good people are far, far outnumbered by the scam operations that are out there. You know, if, if, if it's just like, here's my PayPal address and PayPal me 50 bucks, walk away, just completely walk yeah. away as fast as you can. That's not legitimate. It will never be legitimate. And I, and I love that you call that out, Maddie, in, in the article. You're, you know, there's no doubt when you read this article what your stance is on that. Um, let's, let's talk about some, some of these indicators that you point out in, in the article. Um, but before we do, I have people ask me all the time, you know, the same thing you were talking about, you know, who can I hire for playlist promotion? You know, I need this. Um, and I always explain the dangers of, of going about doing that. You want to touch on some of those things, like you had mentioned an artist that's trying to clean up their, their account. What risks do artists run by hiring playlist promotion companies? Well, first and foremost, you get you run the risk of getting banned from Spotify and other DSPs. It's fraud. If you get caught scamming people and running thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of bots to certain things, you, I've had artists get flagged. I've had, you know, it started, I think a year ago is the first, like I'd always heard that people had gotten like suspended, but it never actually dealt with an artist that had gotten suspended. And last year was the first time I had dealt with it. And then this year I've dealt with it seven to seven times, eight, eight times. Wow. And That's it's just, a big it's, deal. it's a huge deal. And then, you know, you have to go, you have to make your case to Spotify. You didn't know, but the reality is 99% of these kids did know. It, you know, and, and I got sick of hearing, well, we didn't know any better. And it's like, okay, come on. Like, really? <laughs> if, if it looks too good to be true. It's too good to be true. It, it, like, like you guys said earlier, if you could, if you could spend $1,000 and get millions of streams, everyone would do it. Everyone would. I would do it. Yeah. You know, right. but that's just not yeah. the reality of it. So the first thing I tend to tell my clients is, look, if you're looking to chase streams, I'm not the person to work for you. Yeah. If you're looking to grow an authentic fan base and it's going to take time, then let's have this conversation. But I got so fed up with just being in that position where I have to go back and tell them, hey, your account's been bought it. Hey, yeah. your account's been bought it. Hey, yeah. your and, account's been bought it. And it's not that hard to see, is it, Maddie? Like yeah. for, for if you sit down and look at the data in, in literally 10 seconds, you're like, oh, there's an issue here. Let's, let's talk about some of those. One of the first things you put in your article was ratios. Yes. And I thought this was really smart. You know, like let's, let's talk about, you know, save rate, for example. Some of these ratios that you look at, um, wh what are you looking at? And, and how do you kind of tell by looking at ratios if, if someone's probably gaming the system. And, and, and let me add real, as you go through this, Manny, could you yeah. explain to, let, let, let's assume that a lot of the listeners are 
completely clueless, let's be honest, sure. where to find that data. You know, I mean, we're still we're still dealing with artists who are like, you don't have access to your Spotify for artists page. So I mean, oh yes, where, I love that where, conversation. Where do you where do you as an artist go to start finding these indicators and this data so you can start reviewing it? Because I'm going to assume that even after we say this, people are still going to go hire playlisters. But maybe now you can double check what they're doing, and stop it before it becomes a big problem. So yeah, where, where does an artist find this data and, and how do they access it? So first and foremost, having access to your Spotify for artists is really important. Uh, I typically, if I'm looking at it working with an artist, I ask them for access. Um, you, there are other ways to go about it. You could use chart metrics, but the easiest and clearest way is to yeah. look at the, your they Spotify They just add you artist. as a team member, right? Yeah, I, I always get asked to add as a viewer. And I say, give me a couple hours, I'll review your stuff and we'll go from there. So actually the first, literally the first thing I look at is ratios. I go and I said, uh, I look at uh, music and then I set the thing to of all time versus, or I'm sorry, since 2015, not of all times. So yeah. set it to 2015 and then I just go down the list. You divide the listeners by streams. If that's around 50%, we're looking good. And then we divide this uh, listeners by saves. And if yeah. that's around five to 10%, we're looking good. Um, but then you go through it with each song. Now, this is just one indicator because you could actually still have this, like that girl we were looking at last week. Yeah. And you're like, wow, okay, this looks good. But then you start looking at things and you go, oh, wait a second, that's a one-to-one -one ratio here. That doesn't make sense. So one person, uh, no one listened to this uh, song or this playlist again. Okay, well, that's, that's a little weird. Sometimes you'll see someone's on the same playlist like three or four times, yet they have the same amount of streams on every single track. Just a natural listener's habits. People are going to fall off. Your first 10 spots are the best spots on the playlist. After that, they tend to fall off drastically after that. Yeah. Something like 50% falls off after that. So you start, you know, you start making natural deductions. Um, when you see bots, you typically see a save rate below 3% um, because the reality is people didn't save it. When you don't see, you can still see save rates below 3%, which is why indicators aren't the only thing. 99% of the time, if the music is good, if I see something below 3%, it's because they didn't put it in front of the right people. You know, yeah. and that's that's a conversation to have. You know, then we can start a starting point. But I would say that's more of the rarity than the rule. Um, so that's the first thing that I look at. Now, could, 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 look could, you, could you also look at something like, so if, if somebody's saying, I'm going to get you streams, and you go in and look at your Spotify for artists and see streams, wouldn't the assumption also be you should have some playlists showing up on Spotify for artists as well. Absolutely. So, so if you have no playlists, you've been added to no editorial or third party playlists, yet you're getting a ton of streams, that to me is an indicator that something is fishy. Well, let me add to I'm that, Michael. Do you, Maddie, do you, you also look at source of stream, yes, right? Always. And so let's, let's talk about that as well, because that ties into this. Um, so with sources streams, your home city should om almost always be one of your top cities. 
um, when you start seeing really weird cities in there, it's not <laughs> always a bad thing. Like Jakarta is a trigger city in Spotify. So Jakarta allow or really digest new music pretty well. So you'll see like Justin Bieber, one of his top cities, Jakarta. That actually shows signs of a healthy account. Mexico City is another example of that. San Paulo is another example of that. Now, when we see, I can't even say the name, Pitzcasaway, New Jersey. Right, that, that New and that's Jersey the one that I've been city. seeing a ton lately. It's like, mm, your population is more, <laughs> yeah. I'm a little confused here. Now, yeah. another thing you see is artists that'll put their song on repeat and just leave it running all day. And they don't realize, Will it actually hurt your account? No, it won't. But it doesn't help you. The the Spotify just needs to get rid of the, the front front facing numbers because I agree absolutely. That's, that's the issue, and that's what's caused all of these mm -hmm. uh, problems. Is people see these numbers and they're like more and more and more and more and more. You know, it's like the likes on Instagram or that's Facebook. Right. People just need to get rid of that crap. Like it doesn't yeah. matter if I could care less if you had a million likes and uh, 10,000 comments, if it's all fake, what, like, what are you doing? Like, what is the point? Yeah. Um, anyways, sorry. Yeah, I'm with you. Attention. I just, I've, I'm a big <laughs> fan of getting rid of that count number. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we've talked about some of these campaigns where, you know, these fans of, you know, BTS or, or whoever will, band together and share funds with each other to buy physical goods, downloads, and then stream the hell out of it many, many times. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's kind of gaming the system, but I don't feel as badly about that if it's somebody actually listening to it over and over and over again. Where I have the problem is, you know, if you're using a spin farm or bots or some one of these services to just jack up these numbers, then it's not real engagement. They're not real people. And you may have, you know, some really big numbers. But the other thing is, if you work for, you know, touring or a label distribution management, you're going to look under the hood and immediately see that. And then it can work against you. You know, you say that people immediately see it, but working with some top level executives, a lot of them don't. And that's, you know, going back to it, that's why I wrote this. I, I'm, I'm done having the conversation. You should know this by now. This is not, this is not new stuff. This is stuff that everyone should know. And this is stuff we should be educating people on. Um, because, you know, botters are going to get more advanced, as we've seen. And they're going to get smarter, you know. Uh, you actually, during your interview, you, you pointed on when you use those spin farms or those bot farms, you tend to see the same artists and your fans also like, and that's a very big thing. Uh, yeah. Well, talk about that for a second. For those that don't know, what what is fans also like? So fans also like is based on who people listen to, but who they listen to before and after you, um, and who the who's uh, popular or is it called the popularity score? I think it's called the popularity. Uh, basically, your profile score of where you're at. Now, it's something you can't really see on the front end, but if you dig a little deep in the back end, you can find it. Um, the idea is that if you listen to this artist, anyone in the fans also like is going to be a similar artist. So if you're listening to a rock artist, everyone in your fans also likes will be rock. When you use those spin farms, they don't have any sense of genre. So they go from pop to rock 
to R&B, to hip hop, to Latin, to jazz, to, you know, urban. And you're like, wait a second, why are all these people? I mean, my friends are eclectic, but not, not that eclectic. Yeah. And that's just not normal listening behavior, right? It's not normal listening behavior, um, which is why, once again, you have to be careful which playlist you get on. Because, uh, you know, TikTok, and I'm guilty of this, I have a TikTok playlist that I help with, use with my artists. But the problem with that is you could be sitting next to other people of different genres. And that could actually negatively affect your algorithm and who your fans are also like. Because just because you like it here doesn't mean you're going to like it here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I call so, it breathing your own exhaust. You know, when you get yeah, on a playlist full great. of other developing artists, kind of like you, and you're all just basically playing each other's songs in that playlist. You know, I, one of your indicators was playlists, and and I couldn't agree with you more. You find these playlists, and the covers are not. Uh, professionally or nicely put together they're just kind of the generic ones or you you mentioned grammar or you know like misspellings in the description you know that's a huge red flag but also some of these guys are getting really brazen you'll see in the description uh, yeah you you want to get on this playlist you know you know reach out to me and then you go to the site and find out there's a fee yeah go ahead it's it's totally against spotify's you know, terms of service, terms yeah. of service, which irritates me that they don't clean it up more. I mean, one of the playlists that I put on there, the one that I didn't block out, literally has his email there. And mind you, it's not even his email; it's a shell company for another email. Uh, and it just it blows my mind. Like, yeah. And just take two seconds and look at the playlist. Look at the playlist. Look at the artist on there. Do you fit in there? No. So why are you <laughs> trying to get your stuff in there? Because it's got because it's got a million followers. Oh my god, that's that's honestly the biggest irritation for me is when I get emails from clients that are like, "Can't we get on bigger playlist?" I was like, "Okay, yeah, go for it, go for it," and I'm gonna drop you right now because what are you doing? Are you chasing streams? Are we trying to build up an audience? If you're chasing streams, I have no business working with you. You have no business working with anyone. Go bot if you're gonna do that. Go bot. What's the Get banned yeah. from Spotify, you know? We always no say that a playlist that. is not a marketing plan. We say yeah, that I over love that. and over. I've got a t-shirt that says that. I love that. I had a panel at the Music Biz Conference last year called A Playlist is Not a Marketing Plan. And it's trying to kind of dispel this myth because as Michael pointed out, it's the new radio. People, they used to be able to get radio airplay by hiring a radio promotion person. They got on certain stations and that kind of started the buzz and good things could happen, but it costs a lot of money. And so especially these older managers will come to me and say, okay, we need to hire a, a playlist promotion person because that's what they grew up in that era. Um, and I find that hilarious and sad at, at, at the same time. But let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, um, how you can tell when you're looking at, let's say, followers versus listeners. And what are some other kind of things that you look for um, as far as other indicators that maybe these, this artist is using uh, some of these services? Well, if you have access to the back end, it's really easy to tell because you'll see you'll see the massive spike. One day you'll gain seven thousand followers. It doesn't even have to be that big. I've literally seen one day you've gained like five hundred followers, yeah. and then give it a week or two weeks, you go down five hundred followers. 
then go back up, you know, two days later. And it's like, <laughs> come on, guys. Uh, but a huge you know, and what and what what's interesting is the spikes usually correlate to when a payment is made and when a contract ends. Yeah. You take that back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I no, no, no. I mean, you're all of a sudden you get your streams and your followers when the PayPal money went through, yeah. and they work for you for three weeks. Well, at week number four, guess what? It goes back to zero again. It resets itself. I love when it's the exact same number. You know, this that one oh, artist yeah. I was looking at. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was like a thousand and seven exactly every day for five days, and I'm like. People just don't listen to music like that. And, and Maddie, you pointed this out, you know, when we spoke before that there's kind of this natural trend, this organic mm -hmm. growth to a developing artist, especially, or someone in a release cycle. And you kind of get a sense at the different levels of what that looks like. And when you see a trend that has those huge spikes and those huge drops and those, those numbers that are identical, it's pretty easy to see. They're not fooling anyone, and and that's the reality of it. Um, but that's why I really harp on like activating that algorithm, because you do see organic growth, you do see those trends, you also see the the spillage. You see them going to your YouTube, being like, "Hey, I, you showed up on my Discover Weekly. This is amazing." Or you know, your Instagram. I can't tell you how many like the coolest thing for me is when artists start getting those messages that are like, "Hey, I found you on this. I found you on mm -hmm. that. You're so amazing." That's the coolest thing because then that's actual engagement. That is actual fan building. And then there's a whole other issue when you have these artists not responding or not engaging. But that's that's all other <laughs> conversation. Um, but yeah, it's so it's so important. And, I mean, come on, at the end of the day, what do you want, a million streams or a thousand fans that yeah. actually care about you, that will actually go out and spend money on you, that'll right. share your music? Oh my gosh, I'd you rather know? have 10 or 100 I, real streams than 10 million streams. <laughs> you know, it's it's a little bit of money, roughly four or $5,000 per million streams, give or take, <laughs> but that's not, that's short term. And you see people, we, we did this story recently about people trying to game kind of the search algorithm. One of the bands changed their name to white noise, baby sleep. You know? <laughs> and it's, it's that sort of thing that if, and then Michael, I think you touched on this earlier, man. If there is ever any platform, people are going to try to game it no yep. matter what, you know, with in the physical world, it was with free goods and, you know, all sorts of other things with radio. We, we know about that. I'm hoping that Spotify gets rid of that count um, at some point. Um, and maybe it's it's something else like remember how iTunes used to have kind of that bar that would be longer. The popularity bar. Yeah, yeah. it would be longer for certain things. You know, I don't know. It, I think if they did that it could really cut down on some of this crap, but it seems to be getting worse, not better. Well, I think it's getting I, a lot worse. I think it's, it is getting worse because people, the scam companies are realizing there's, there's a large number of artists that are very desperate for success and they will pay for success. And all they've got to do is find that, that dollar amount that isn't too expensive, but isn't too cheap. And 
just keep PayPaling me money. I mean, there's just an inundate. I mean, we get them every week. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even a musician, but because I've got two podcasts that have been up on all these platforms for over 10 years, I get playlisters reaching out to me going, I heard your music on SoundCloud. Would you like to hire me to playlist? I go, <laughs> That's I, funny. I, every once in a while, I'll email them back and I'll go, you know, I've never written a song in my entire life and I've never released a, a, a song. What, what where you did doing? you hear my music? Yeah. I mean, it's, they're, they're just playing the numbers game here of the scam companies will send out a million emails cold. They'll get the email addresses from countless places. Yeah. And all they're counting on is 1% of a million to say yes. And that's money in the bank. That's you know, money I, in the bank. I really struggled with SoundCloud years ago because I could see how artists that I was working with were either gaming the system or competitors of theirs were gaming the system, you know, buying follows, trading follows. You know, there's all sorts of tricks that they were using on SoundCloud. But I, I never dreamed that it would kind of migrate to quote unquote, you know, uh, DSPs like, you know, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, and now it seems like it's gotten so big that someone's going to have to do something about it. And that's why I loved your piece so much. Because yes, this is part of my business. And I talk about this stuff every day. But I'm sharing it with everybody I know. I even sent it to my friend that works uh, over at Billboard to say, you know, this is underreported. This is something that we need to educate people about. And someone's going to have to take a stand. And, and I think this is like a, a nice shot across the bow, <laughs> so to speak. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really hope people do hear about this and hope people start actually changing the way that they look at this stuff. Because the reality is, if you start activating these algorithms, those official playlists will come. I see it all the time. When, I, when a successful campaign has happened, Spotify gets notified. And guess what? Next week, they're on Fresh Finds. The following week, they're on a personalized editorial. The following yeah. week, they're on some of those bigger feeder playlists. It happens all the time. Yeah, I see it too. And, you know, and that's how you know you've run a successful campaign. Yeah. You know, I, passive listeners or fake listeners do you no good. Well, yeah. you know, just but, but before, before we wrap up, I want to end this sort of on a, on, a, on a positive note. Please. So we talk about, you know, <laughs> the triggering the algorithm, doing this organically, putting the work into it. Do you have a couple suggestions that you can give artists as to, okay, how, how, what can they do on their own to naturally grow followers, to naturally get saves to naturally get added to playlists what can they do for limited resources but you've already got some form of a fan base out there create your own playlist that's a big thing i have all of my artists do is create their own playlist and help other independent artists uh you know sharing is caring to a degree build your communities you know that is the biggest thing, engagement, engaging with your fans. If I can't tell you this enough, I don't know what to say. The lack of engagement that, that artists do, not following up with comments, not responding back to messages, engage with them and ask them, ask your fans, hey, make sure you guys share this. Make sure you follow this. Make sure you save this. 
if you, they're your fans, they're going to do it because they love you as an they're artist. Your street they want to help you. They're your street team. And it's it just just by putting something as simple as don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to like, don't forget to comment, don't forget to save, makes such a huge difference. Because guess what? Most people don't think about it. Most people that are listening to your music aren't musicians. They don't get how this stuff works. They're like, great. If you just tell them and ask, don't tell them, ask them. Well, ask them I, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, ask them, but I've also found to give a little explanation of why you're asking them. Because yeah, as absolutely. a fan, I'm constantly hearing, please share this, please like this. But what I like to say is, please go follow me on Spotify, because if you follow me, then you will never miss a new release of mine ever again, because it'll show up in your release radar. Mm -hmm. Because I think what we can tend to do is assume the fans know all of this stuff that we know about. You know, I still to this day talk to fans who are like, release radar, what's that? I'm like, oh my God, it's the greatest playlist in the world. You have to go check it out if you're on Spotify. It, if you use your Spotify correct, though. I don't know about well, you. Well, no, no. I, I, yeah, I, otherwise, I, it's going to be nuts. I, no, I was, I, you know, earlier when we were talking about getting into mixed playlists, I was going to go, oh, yeah, you know, I've got a six-year-old here. And every once in a while, when I, in my Spotify account, play JoJo Siwa for her, uh, then Spotify thinks it's me. It's me. So they'll start recommending more JoJo Siwa to me. So, yeah, you've got to use it correctly. <laughs> But that's also why, like, if you've got a family, get the family plan on Spotify. Absolutely. So that oh, way yeah. your daughter can have <laughs> her own, your wife can have your own, you can have your own, and you won't ruin your own algorithms. Yeah. But coming back to the point of give a little explanation to your fans as to why do you need to save this? Why is it important? Because if you save this, it helps Spotify to see that we're popular. So maybe Spotify will do more. Because I feel like fans will definitely jump on board to support you if they know exactly why they're doing it. I love that. I've never actually thought about it like that, but I think that's great, giving a little explanation of why. Um, because people don't understand. How yeah, could they? They don't, you know, they don't we live just assume that people understand do. all of these things. Yeah. But like you mentioned, Maddie, sometimes I'll talk to an artist and I'll say, okay, can you add me as a team member to Spotify for artists, Apple Music for artists? And they're like, what, what's that? What? And like, this is somebody playing in an arena. This is not like a new developing artist. And so there is a lot of education uh, to go around. And, and I, one of the things that really drives me crazy is when I go to Spotify and I look at somebody's profile, which is kind of the first place people go and they don't have a bio, they don't have images, they don't have social links. Um, they may not have an artist pick, whatever it is, it's, these are tools that we need to educate people about and that you need to use, but you need to use them properly because they exactly. can come back to bite you. Absolutely. Yeah. Maddie, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Um, we'll continue to share this, this piece. Um, and a uh, special shout out to Dustin Boyer. He reached out to me too, which is super cool. And there was He's an article best. he wrote recently that um, I ran in your morning coffee. And along the same lines in that educating people which is super important. So I, I encourage people to um, read your article. Where can people find you? Where can they find your music? Where can they find Shark Attack? Oh man, uh, social media. <laughs> and just, you know, 
Um, I'm, you know, funny enough, I'm not a big social media person <laughs> because I'm so busy with working yeah. other artists at this point. But if you reach out to us on uh, Instagram, I'd be sure to reach back. Uh, we're at Shark Attack Records. Or no, we're awesome. at this. What are we at? We're at this. See, this is what I'm telling you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think it's, this is shark attack. I think. <laughs> well done, Maddie. <laughs> I'm. I'm actually. It's. Uh, is it? It's. This is sharkattack.com. Yeah. There we go. This is sharkattack.com. <laughs> How many times do you go go, go to your own site? Right. I never. I, I. You know. I'm so busy working with such amazing artists that I always forget about this. Stuff. <laughs> we we we're always the last to promote ourselves because we're right. always yeah. promoting our artists. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, just Maddie, good good people. So great talking with you. Thanks again for for joining us. Uh, continued success. We'll uh well, let's keep in touch. Yeah, absolutely. Lovely Thank speaking you. with you guys as well. Thank you so <laughs> much. All right. Have a great day. Thanks. Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders of 100 units or more, $150 value. I, I love it, Jay, when we get into conversations about stuff like this. Just, yeah. you know, talking about the scams that are out there. Basically, mm -hmm. that's what it is. You know, whether it is the bots that are scamming playlists, whether it's they're scamming YouTube, Facebook, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, it's also sad that we still have to continually talk about this. Yeah, it is. And and you're right. You and I have been talking about this for years and we talk about it a lot. Um, and I, I was just so refreshed by that article that Maddie wrote. Um, I highly encourage everybody to read through it because these are, the, these are the things that you and I are explaining to artists, managers, and even sometimes labels and distribution um, looking under the hood because not everybody does look under the hood at the data, but I promise you that if you do, and if you are using some of these uh, services, um, people can tell, and that can come and hurt you if someone's thinking about being your manager or think about booking a tour with you or a label wants to sign you or whatever it is, if they see a lot of this, you know, this bad data, then that reflects on you as well. So she says at the very end of the article, stop paying for playlisting, stop it right now. And I you think know, that's good advice. Yeah, and, 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 and I would add to what you were just saying about you know, managers and, and industry people wanting to work with you. Um, you know, if, if you're a great artist and great music, that's probably not going to stop them from working with you, but it's gonna make their job much more difficult you've encountered this, I'm encountering this right now, where the data that we trust to help us make decisions is basically corrupt. It's, it's garbage data. Yeah. So if you've already filled it with fakes, whatever, and now we're doing it legitimately, it's very hard, very difficult to differentiate what is really working now versus all the crap data that was in there. You've got, you know, boy, you got 100,000 Facebook likes. Well, it turns out 75,000 of them are, are fake. So the numbers are way off when you look at that stuff. So it makes yeah. the... And sometimes they'll pull those numbers down, right, Mike? I mean, we, we saw the first week of May that 
across a lot of artists on Spotify, their, their listener count and stream count was drastically reduced. And we were told that's because periodically they go through and look for clean house. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I, I would add, I would love to have the ability myself as an admin on an account to clean house. That, that's very beneficial to sit here and go, I want to continue working with this service, yeah. Spotify, but I need to clean up the crap that was left here before. Will you let me hit a button that says, debot this, you know, <laughs> just delete it all. Um, unfortunately, that's not there, people. That's, that's the problem here is there is no way in Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, to sit here and go, all right, I know I've got fakes. How do I remove those fakes? Yeah, there is no way in any of these systems for us as a user to clean house. It can be yeah. very time consuming, it can be very expensive, very manually intensive labor. So yeah, don't do that stuff. It, it, it will, the only people who are going to win at the end of the day are the people, the services, paying, this PayPal, the service you're PayPaling a thousand dollars to, they won, they got the money. They could care less about your results. That's it. When, when, when your payment is done, they're done and the results disappear. So, you know, I saw this recently with a client too, who, um, had a huge spike in, in streams. Boom. Solid. Boom. Disappeared. Yeah. You as an artist have to look at this stuff and ask the questions as soon as you see that. You have to go back to your manager. You have to go back to your marketing person or whatever and go, what is this? This doesn't look right. It's a sudden spike. It disappeared. Is this real? you got to ask those questions and make sure you get answers given to you that, that you accept. I mean, that, that's the problem is I don't think enough people are asking questions. They're just assuming, oh, my God, I should not ask a question on how they're making this work. Yeah. And I'm just trusting you. Well, that's, that's how this turns into a mess. Yeah. And the, the last thing I'll say on it is I, I saw this situation with a publicist where part of the publicist's plan was that they, she said that she had this network of playlists as well. And so the client went, oh, okay, well, it's an extra bonus ad. But the publicist was using one of these services. And so it helped her to say, oh, look, we're, we're gaining, you know, streams here. Um, this must be due to my work as a publicist. But then when you look under the hood, you see that, that again, it's just going to harm you in the end. So be very careful about who you align with and ask questions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. So before we wrap up, quick shout out to HypeBot and Bands in Town. Thank you for supporting us week Thanks, in and Bruce. week out. And of course, to our sponsors, Bandzoogle.com and DiscMakers.com. Thank you for your continued support. Um, if you are, we're doing this organically people. If you are watching this on YouTube, subscribe. If you are listening on Spotify, click the follow button. It means so much to us and you won't miss another episode. 
And of course, iTunes, subscribe and leave a review and rating. We want to hear from real people. We don't want to hear from bots. All right, that's it. Uh, this is actually a bonus episode. We're doing two episodes this week. Yeah. So we, got a, we got a J&R recording tomorrow. So enjoy. Stay tuned.